Hey everyone, welcome to the My Bible Works podcast. I'm your host, Cub Cooker. This is my channel, and I'm so excited to dive into prophecy with you today. What is prophecy? How can you use it in your life? And how do you discern what is true prophecy according to the Bible? Let's get into it. You don't want to miss today's episode. Roll the intro. Welcome to My Bible Works. In this tribe, we believe in exploring the Word of God as divine expression. We believe the way of Yeshua embodying the fullness of Yahweh. In gratitude of the love we are given, we focus on things above. We read scripture as treasure, both ancient and mystic. Join me and let's explore the deeper meaning of scripture hidden in plain sight. And consider subscribing for more. And welcome back, everyone. Again, my name is Cub Cooker. If you're brand new here, don't forget, you can jump over to mybible.works, www.mybible.works, to join our free Bible study and prayer community. It is absolutely the place you want to be for biblical community. I know you're going to love it. Go check it out. Today, we're going to dive in to prophecy, specifically Bible prophecy update and how to discern truth in the last Days. What does it mean when we hear the word prophecy or, oh, prophecy is coming true. We're watching it happen right before our eyes. What does that actually mean? How do we discern that and how do we move through scripture together as a community in a way that we know the prophecy that we're hearing is biblical and is from the Spirit of God. That is absolutely important. We're going to see a lot of warnings today about prophecies that are not from the mouth of God. And then we're also going to find out a little bit of what we can do at the very end to start participating today in biblical prophecy. And I think you're really going to like the very end. It's going to share with you what you can actively do in your life to interact with God's prophecy today. Now, before we get into it, I am not a pastor or scholar. I'm a mentor who loves scripture. I'm a spiritual being and I follow the way of Yeshua or Jesus Christ. I use the names of God, i.e. Yahweh, Yeshua, out of intimacy and not law. I highly recommend that you do your own research and pray on everything as I do. Um, I just have to say that because I, I don't want you guys to take anything I say for granted or for gospel truth. I don't think you should do that with anyone, be it a pastor or a scholar. We should discern all things through scripture and through God speaking to us through scripture, through our own relationship with him and test everything as we talked about yesterday. So. Getting into uh, this series, The New Age to Jesus, we are on Psychics versus Prophets. Today we're going to talk about prophets. Tomorrow we're going to move on to Angelology and then Messengers the day after that. So we're just kind of uh, doing uh, one day on one side of this and then uh, another day on another side. As you can see, you know, Psychics is kind of the world's version of prophets. Prophets are the biblical version of um, taking a word from God and showing uh, people what's going to happen or if you don't do this this is what will happen um, it's be, being able to take scripture and speak from uh, knowing what God is saying through scripture and so there's a lot of different interpretations on what prophecy really is that's kind of the mode I take from it but we've got some very stern warnings today number one is when a prophet speaks in the name of Adonai and the prediction does not come true that is 
the word is not fulfilled, then Adonai did not speak that word. The prophet who said it spoke presumptuously, you have nothing to fear from him. So oftentimes, especially in biblical times, uh, prophets would speak uh, a lot of doomsday type things, a lot of destruction, a lot of uh, judgment on people. Um, and so this is kind of saying, hey, you don't have anything to fear from this prophet if it doesn't come true because it wasn't from God. We're going to see what it means to come from God uh, a little bit later. And we're going to see how world events are tied to God's decrees and to God's judgments and to God's moving the timeline forward. Uh, there is a, a divine plan in play, and we want to be very aware of that. And that scripture is from Deuteronomy 18.22 uh, in the Complete Jewish Bible. If you're listening on any podcast platform, welcome. If you are listening, if you're watching, glad you're here. I hope you enjoy the slides. We put a lot into these to make sure uh, they, are, they have a lot of meaning in the background. So every background has some sort of meaning from the places to the imagery. Uh, I want this to be a full experience as we meditate on scripture. Getting into 1 John 4, 1 in the Complete Jewish Bible. Dear friends, don't trust every spirit. On the contrary, test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. We shared this yesterday. It is just as true today. I absolutely wanted to get it out there and speak it back out into existence because this is such uh, you know, I hear all these warnings all the time from people, uh, you know, false prophet, false prophet. And I spend a lot of time online and I hear people and I see people talking really negatively about God's people and guys discern it for yourself. You know, we don't need to go out and try to call out other people. Uh, now there are some biblical evidence for that within a church community. Uh, but as we're online and stuff like, let's test that. You know, before you type that comment on your phone, let's test, is that a true word from God? Is that a true spirit of God? Is that the Holy Spirit speaking or is that that person speaking or do they have a spirit of divination that is not from God? We talked about that a lot yesterday on the psychic episode um, and obviously warning against psychic mediums and where those spirits come from. Uh, so today in Hebrews 1 one through two in the ESV long ago and many times and in many ways God spoke to our fathers by the prophets but in these days he has spoken to us by his son whom he appointed the heir of all things through whom all he created the world through whom also he created the world now here's what's super interesting about that so it also created the world through his son. We're going to look at what world means according to the Strongs here in just a second, which might surprise you. It did me, uh, and I thought it was really interesting to share here. Uh, but again, thinking about this imagery of creation, uh, we've got this beautiful, beautiful painting in the background. And um, I just wanted to share that with you uh, to think about the creation of the world through the Son of God. So, um, Long ago, we hear that prophets were speaking to people in the last days. So now we kind of see that that's replaced by his son. Okay, so in a very specific, uh, what I'm about to share, a very specific time here. So universe is, uh, this is the word that is used when it says, through him uh, also was created the world. So Aeonis, if I'm saying that correctly, 
um, is from Strong's 165. So uh, from the same as AEI properly and age by extension, uh, perpetuity by implication, the world specifically a messianic period. Okay, a messianic period. So uh, then looking at the root word of that, so which is aeon, aeon. Uh, again, I hope I say that correctly. So the phonetic spe- spelling is aeon, aeon. Yeah, that's right. We'll say that's right. Uh, usage is an age, a cycle of time, especially of the present age as contrasted with the future age and of one of a series of ages stretching to infinity. So we have that he through him he also created the world. So through whom also he created the world is actually what Hebrews 1, 1 through 2 says. So through whom he also created the world. That is, he has spoken to us by his son and through whom he created the world. Why is that important here? Especially to do with prophecy here. Because we're talking about a messianic period. The root word of world that that, that world in English was translated from is aeon or especially the present age as contrasted with the future age and one of a series of ages stretch into infinity. Uh, so, and then it says the messianic period, a messianic period or an age. So fascinating guys. We have to read this with discernment. We can't just read any old translation of this and expect that we're getting the exact truth in the original intentions of it. Um, we've got to go back. I love using the strongs to look at the root words of things. Um, and if you want that tool, um, it's on biblehub.com, I believe is where I use it from, but it's fantastic. Um, and you can look up any verse and then just look at the root words of that in either Hebrew or Greek to see. So Greek in the new Testament, Hebrew in the old Testament, and it will give you a much better sense of what the scripture is trying to convey. So through him, he created the world. Okay, so, well, we just translate that to be like all of this matter around us. But if you think of it in that root word of through him, he created the age, the messianic period. Okay, so, and it says that we had prophets. Then now he speaks through his son who also created the age, the messianic period, okay? See how that's all wrapping together and it just changes the game when we know what the original intent of that scripture was. That's what I love to share with you guys as I learn uh, because this is all brand new for me as I'm learning how to read the Bible and I love to share that with our community here on mybible.works. So always look it up. But here's why I think that's important because... um, the world being an age, we had a messianic period where we are to listen to the Messiah. He is bringing the prophecy. He is wrapping up a story and starting a new story into the end of that story, which we're living in now. And so I find it very interesting. Then after he uh, is crucified, dead, buried, and rises again, we now have a new period of prophecy And I want to share that with you in just a second. The way I understand it, too, if you have a different interpretation, please comment down below. I would love to uh, share verses and ideas on this as we discuss this. But 
Matthew 24, 3 through 5 in the Names of God Bible. As Yeshua was sitting on the Mount of Olives, his disciples came to him privately and said, Tell us, when will this happen? What will be the sign that you are coming again? And when will the world come to an end? Yeshua answered them, Be careful not to let anyone deceive you. Many will come using my name, and they will say, I am the Messiah, and they will deceive many people. I am the Messiah. Many will come saying that. And you may think to yourself, Oh, I haven't heard anyone saying that. Yet there have been people saying that over and over and over. Just look online. There are people right now in other countries. I'm in the United States that uh, are saying that they are literally Jesus himself. And so uh, it's very, very interesting that um, that is that is happening. You know, other people are saying and claiming to be the Messiah. Um, and so he's saying and warning that other people are going to come and deceive many people. So the disciples are asking here, what is the signs? What do we look for? How do we see these prophecies continue to come true? Um, and I think that's something we ask every single day. I know I do. And here's one really good way to discern prophecy. Uh, whether you're reading scripture and you're trying to figure out what that means and if it correlates to something we're seeing today, or if somebody says something to you and says, here's a prophetic word for you, I see you, blah, 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 or whatever. Uh, you know, I'm not very used to that because I grew up in a Methodist church, so that's really not something we did. But I'm starting to be more aware of it, starting to see a lot more things in the world that God is really stirring his people. And we're going to look at how he's stirring them here in just a minute. Matthew 7, 15 through 20 in the English Standard Version. This is on a tree and its fruit. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. We looked at this yesterday, but I wanted to continue this verse. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. Okay, so how do you tell a wolf in sheep's clothing? If a prophet is for real, if a prophecy is for real, what is the fruit? Does the fruit line up with the good fruit that we see the Messiah bringing from the old age, the age of the Torah, the age of... Uh, Noah, the age of uh, Moses, on to the Messianic age, the age of the Messiah, and now into the age we're living in now. I don't know what the ages actually are lined out in the Hebraic calendar. Um, now, I am learning all that. I highly recommend you look all that up as well. But I'm starting to just see a correlation, and I believe God has opened my eyes to start seeing things tying together from one scripture to another. I even see things. I just saw something. I didn't share it in this, but it's in Second Peter. It's a direct quote from the book of Enoch. And we don't see that in the Bible other than other places referencing this part of the book of Enoch. So it's just crazy how everything ties together and those with eyes to see and ears to hear uh, as always, guys. So look for the fruit. Look for the fruit. Is that fruit you want to ingest? Is that fruit that the spirit wants you to ingest into your life. And so that is a great way to discern, to look at the fruit in people's lives and their friendships and their families. 
uh, and just really and how they are living. Is that a good, fruitful life? Or are you taking a word from a thorn bush? We definitely don't want to do that. So Amos 3, 6 through 8 in the Names of God Bible. Now, let me say something specific on this. So this is talking about prophecy. This is talking about, uh, you know, the people of God and how can we keep from prophesying? And so I think this is something we should all seek to participate in, in one way or another. Uh, and as I learned this, I think this verse from Amos 3, 6 through 8 is really, really handy as far as kind of understanding what we're dealing, the stirring that we're dealing with. So if a ram's horn sounds an alarm in a city, won't the people be alarmed? And I put the imagery in the background here of a tornado because we in our modern society have tornado sirens, especially here in West Texas where I live. So if you hear a tornado siren, you're alarmed. Okay, so back then they would use a ram's horn uh, if another army was approaching, if there was uh, some sort of civil unrest or whatever. You know, there was some reason to warn everyone, to gather everyone, um, to seek shelter, that type of thing. So uh, a horn sounds an alarm in a city. So won't people be alarmed and they use these things called shofars which is a ram's horn they would just blow through the ram's horn it makes an incredible sound the ram's horn uh, uh shofar is a very very symbolic thing throughout scripture so if there is a disaster in a city hasn't yahweh done it that's a hard one to ingest hasn't yahweh done it certainly adonai yahweh doesn't do anything unless he first reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. The lion has roared. Who isn't afraid? Adonai Yahweh has spoken. Who can keep from prophesying? So when God speaks, what that is literally saying and the way I interpret it, and I hope, you know, if you do, please leave me a comment, um, that if God's going to do something in a city, He's going to send a message. He's going to blow the ram's horn. He's going to sound the prophets. The prophets are the mouthpiece from the Holy Spirit. We are the shofars to blow that warning and warn others that the day is near. The Lord is coming. The judgment is at hand. Whatever that is, as my dog barks, he's sounding the alarm. Probably have the UPS guy coming. So... Um, anyway, I just find this fascinating. Just read that one more time. Who can keep from prophesying? Adonai Yahweh has spoken. When God speaks, who can keep from prophesying? Who could even shut their mouth? His servants are to prophesy and be the shofar for the spirit of God. And I think that's beautiful. That's the way I interpret that scripture. Um, Everything in scripture is so deep, guys. It has some beautiful meaning. Uh, and that's why, jump on over to mybible.works and share with me. If you have your own study or you want to share something you found, please share it over there so our whole community can engage. We're a grassroots growing community. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you. I'm going to read two verses now. I'm just going to show you what's going on right now. I believe this is happening right now. I believe it was happening back then when this was written thousands of years ago, and I believe it is happening right now as well, if not more so. I'm going to share this verse with you, and then I'm going to share one very specific thing that you can do right now to start participating 
in God's prophecy and start sounding your shofar and participating with the Holy Spirit in uh, these cosmic galactic warnings that the earth that creation is participating in right now that prophecy is all about and I love this stuff guys so I could do probably an entire YouTube channel dedicated to this but uh, for now we'll, we'll live it as one episode here but so Acts 2 16 through 21 in the Christian Standard Bible on the contrary that is what was spoken through the prophet Joel and it will be in the last days says God that I will pour out my spirit on all people on all people then your sons and your daughters will prophesy your young men will see visions your old men will dream dreams and I will even pour out my spirit on my servants in those days both men and women and they will prophesy then moving on I will display wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below blood and fire and cloud of smoke the Sun will be turned into darkness and the moon to blood before the great and glorious day of the Lord comes then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved and I I could probably do a whole hour on the meaning behind that scripture I think it's best to just leave it uh, for you to seek God on to ask him to interpret that scripture through the Holy Spirit for you in your life uh, because there's a lot of depth there um, and, and there's a lot of people that argue back and forth. Is he pouring it out on all people or just his people or his servants? Or why did it say earlier that he was pouring it out on his servants in the verse we just read? Uh, and then it says he will even pour it out on his servants like he hadn't been at this point. So again, biblical scholars even argue about this. But I think the core thing we can take from this is in the last days, there will be an awakening. There will be a great awakening of all people that there will be some stirring in everyone and however they use that stirring they may move more towards sex they may move more towards money they may move more towards community or or uh, commitment to their family or whatever it is there's a stirring and people are starting to know things and the ones that call on the name of the Lord will be saved we will see signs in the sky and I believe that is what is happening right now. People everywhere uh, are waking up, even if they don't have that extra, that third eye, that mind's eye, those spiritual eyes as we've talked about to see. They're still waking up and coming online. They may not know what to do with that, so they put themselves more into work, they put themselves more into money, or again, sexuality, or whatever it is. They, you know, or maybe they just decide they're gonna travel full time. They're trying to find that fulfillment somewhere, and it is shaking humanity right now. All around the globe, look anywhere, and I will tell you right now, everyone is scrambling and waking up and trying to find that thing that makes them happy because there's a spiritual awakening going on and those that call on the name of the Lord on Yahweh Yeshua the Messiah the Holy Spirit the Ruach of God functioning together those are the ones that are saved and I hope you and me are in that camp I know I am because that's all I'm doing every day is I'm seeking that Ruach of God 
I'm trusting in the Messiah, Yeshua, and I am serving the Lord Yahweh. I'm calling them by name, as close as I even know how uh, from the original names. I'm trying to exercise life in the spirit. Um, and I'm just serving after the footsteps of Christ. And so, and I encourage you to do that as well. This is not to brag on me at all. I'm just showing you uh, where I've taken the spiritual awakening and focused it into. I've been called to full-time ministry for a long time. Uh, I was not called to doctrinal ministry or professional, like, you know, trained ministry, if you will. I was certainly called to kind of this unorthodox um, you know, online communal, uh, learn together type ministry that we're doing right now. And, and I fully believe I'm in the middle in the eye of the storm in that perfect area where God has called me to. And I'm just going to keep living into that every day. And I pray for you friend watching this, that you will find that eye of the storm, that the center of God's will in your life and wherever he's been calling you to that you will find it and that you will heed that and you will move into that as you hear the ram's horn blowing. And I just fully believe that, you know, he called me for a long time to be in ministry. I was a kid um, of, of no more than nine years old, probably. And I would dress up as a prophet and I would hold the Bible, the old Methodist Bible and hymnal in my grandparents' house and stand on the living room table until I got yelled at. And I would read from the book, read from the good book, and I would share these messages and I had no idea what I was saying at the time. Maybe God was just speaking through me. Uh, and I remember people telling me as I grew up, you know, you'd be a good preacher. You'd be a good pastor. Uh, and finally, I had an opportunity where I thought I was going to be a youth pastor um, about a year and a half ago. And uh, I went for it all the way and God shut it down. And he just kept shaking me and resetting me until it became very clear uh, there was one day i was out in my garden out here and by garden i mean field we have a cornfield behind us and i was doing my prayer walk i do it every day and this was actually the day i started doing that daily prayer walk and i just prayed i said lord i know you're there i know you're calling me i want to call you by name i want to know what my real name is i want to know who i am to you in your kingdom and I want to start living into my destiny. I want to start living into my life's work. I'm tired of wasting time chasing things that I think will fit the mold of what you want for me and I'm ready to step into the unorthodox, unplanned, uncool will of God. Because I kept thinking that I needed to define this thing that he wanted me to be doing and professional youth minister would have been a perfect way to define that it made me feel good and secure and that wasn't god's desire for me or will the feeling of good and secure was replaced with the daily step out of faith and commitment to even when i feel like i'm being pulled away from this to stop and do this ministry and look at this camera and film every day and share this ministry and i want to share with you as i'm running over time here as usual these are always 30 minutes i don't know how we're ever going to get the time down but i'm going to share with you one thing you can do right now you can start participating with me and everyone in this community with god and blowing the shofar together and that is in revelation right here revelation 1 3 in the esv blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy. 
And blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. One more time for those in the back. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy. And blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. So the one thing you and I can do today is we can open this book. Go grab your Bible. Do it with me. Let's let's all do it together. Open this book. Open it up to Revelation right here in the back. Depending on which version you have, if it's in chronological order or whatever, uh, or if it has extra books in it. But mine's right here in the back. And start reading the words in Revelation. Start reading them to your kids, to your parents, to your family members. Start reading them to the internet. Participate in the sounding of the shofar. Let's allow ourselves the gift of prophecy. Let's not let television and friends and family and even church doctrine to get in the way of the real life prophetic word that God wants to bring into our lives today through the book of Revelation. Read it out loud. Share it with a friend. Read it front to back, cover to cover, over and over again until you know it in your DNA and be a shofar for the Lord. I love you guys. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I know I have the takeaway for today, as we do every single day on this show, uh, top five takeaway, and you can write these down. Prophecy should be proven and discernible as coming from God. Number two, the gift of prophecy is something we should all desire to participate in. Number three, many will come using the name of the Messiah but we know his voice. You can discern a true prophet or prophecy by looking at the fruit on the tree of life, on their tree of life. You can participate in prophecy today by reading out loud the words of the prophets in scripture, specifically starting with Revelation. So I highly recommend you do that. Um, Again, I hope this has been an awesome episode for you. If you want more and you want to just dive deeper, We're doing some awesome stuff over here. And as we grow our community, if you jump over to www.mybible.works, you can join our My Bible Works network uh, and tribe over there for free. There's nothing to download. You just bookmark it for good news and biblical community every single day. It works like social media. It's like social media Bible study over there. And this is not like an app where you go read the Bible. This is Uh, where you can drop videos, you can drop your own ideas and thoughts. We can share, we can create rooms over there and different studies and topics. We have workshops over there. Um, And then while you're there, if you want to join as a monthly partner and you love what you hear here and you want to support our ministry over at www.mybible.works slash all dash courses, you can grab the God-given gifts of brilliance workshop over there. That's the first workshop a part of our monthly membership over there. And that monthly membership is literally how we make a living here. And as we grow those, we will grow our team. We will grow our studios. We will uh, invest even more in this ministry. And so that is how uh, we keep above water over there. It's just that it's less than a Netflix membership over there. Just a monthly cancel anytime, but you get access to a ton of great content 
uh, workshops, book studies, all of those things. And uh, if you like that um, and you say, hey, I just want to read your book, Cub, uh, you can jump into the link down below in the description. Uh, there's several video and audio books down there and uh, digital books that actually support this ministry. You can also get mine, the one that I wrote, God Giving Gifts of Brilliance, uh, on your phone or tablet or whatever you want over there. Uh, it's a great place to start and discover your God Given Gifts of Brilliance. That was the beginning of this whole journey for me is me finally defining and discerning the gifts that God had given me to actually serve his church. And uh, that really led me to this. So great place for you to start. A lot of fun to read, a lot of funny stories in that book. So, well, that is it, guys. We're out of time. I love you. I hope you have a beautiful day. Leave me a comment down below. Hit the subscribe button. I'm going to see you tomorrow. Don't miss it. Love you guys. Peace. Hey, My Bible Works Tribe, I hope you enjoyed that video. If you did, be sure and give it a big thumbs up and leave a comment down below with what you thought of it. Also, if you want to join us in a virtual campfire chat, jump on over to mybible.works. It's completely free and you can join a safe and open Bible study discussion with our global community.